Welcome to episode number one of Separation Nation podcast. We're excited to be here and filming this and getting this out there to you for your listening pleasure. And so Separation Nation podcast is all about the separators. You've heard the saying, success leaves clues, where we're going to find those clues, figure out how to put those clues to use. And so we've seen that just now in our own businesses with people that seem to separate themselves from the pack, you know, separate themselves from the ordinary, from the average. And so there's key characteristics, traits um, that these people develop, some by accident, but mostly on purpose. And so we're going to be discussing those in the weeks and months and years to come and really diving in and looking for those clues that success, um, that success leaves for us, looking at people uh, that have seemed to separate themselves by using these clues. So anyway, we'll tell you, Justin, tell you a little bit about what we do and why we feel like, you know, we are qualified to to be here talking about this this morning. So my name's Justin Young and John Tanner and I here, of course, we're real excited about this new podcast that we're starting and, and getting going and expecting great things from it. But we felt the need to really have a new avenue of outreach to be able to get the message of what the core values are that we feel have made us and our company and our business so successful over the uh, nearly 10 years now uh, as an entity that we've we've been here. And so John's got a long history in the financial services industry going on nearly 20 years now. I'm right at 10 years. Makes me sound old, 20 years. A little bit. You do got some gray hairs that I don't have, but uh, anyway... I got more hair than you. <laughs> That's true. More hair. It makes it up for it. Appreciate that. <laughs> but we um we we've been in the financial services business now for right at ten years together in business, and during that time, really, just uh, out of necessity, John was coming from another career. I was coming out of another career. A lot of you might remember two thousand eight to two thousand ten was kind of difficult financial times for a lot of people. And we were both on the, the spear of that, feeling a lot of that. And we just had, really just needed to find something. John had been in financial services, had, had gotten out a little while, decided to get back in. It was a brand new deal for me. But we were just trying to really out of necessity. We just wanted to make money, survive, uh, turn our life around. Not be broke. Not be broke. And so long road led there, but we ended up in business together with a company uh, – called Paramount Benefits Group, which later evolved to Agents Resource Group, which is basically just a, a national brand for our company that enables us to go out and reach out to people to get them involved in the financial services business, show them how to be more successful, show them that there's actually a career that doesn't require four, seven, eight, ten years of college and a ton of debt where they can come really go through you know, a two-week school, two-and-a-half-week school, four weeks of training, and have the very realistic ability to make a six-figure income year one. And, of course, beyond that, John's got Tanner Investment Group. He's a licensed financial representative there. So we're very highly involved in the financial services industry, and it's been a great tool for us. Again, it was kind of more out of necessity. Now, at this point in life, we can't imagine doing anything else. And I think John would agree with me on that. It's become our primary stream of income. And so over the years, we've had to fight it out just like anybody. And we've had to practice what we preach. And we've had to have goals and develop tactics and be disciplined and take massive action, get up and, you know, get up like they say, dress up, show up and blow up. And we've had to do it whether we felt like it or not. Good days, bad days, rain or shine. 
but it's proof that that reaps a harvest in your life. And a lot of times you'll see people go through a difficult time in their life and they say, well, I just need to get back to the basics. And the fact of the matter is, is that's all there is is basics. And that's where people muddy it up. But 80% of success and doing something with your life is just day in, day out, whether you like it or not, whether you want to or not, you get up and you show up and you take the tool that's in your hand and you work it like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and that's the thing, the relentless um, uh, passion, the word passion has just been overused so many times. But, uh, you know, just showing up, like you said, showing up is the hardest part. You know, I was, we, was working out the other day in a class, about 30 people in the class, and um, I didn't even notice it because I was focused on what I was doing. And, and there was a girl that was in the class that just walked out, just, you know, turned in her little heart monitor and walked out and, about two hours later, I was eating lunch at a restaurant in town, and she she walked up to the table. She said, you was in that class with me, wasn't you? And I kind of looked at her, kind of knew who she was, kind of didn't. I said, yeah, I was I was there. She said, I just wasn't feeling it today. So I just, uh, after about 10 minutes, I just walked out. You know, you just got to feel it sometimes. You know what I mean? And I said, yeah, I know what you mean. But you know what? I don't feel it most of the time. So, it, it, and that's how work is. That's how everything in our life is. And that's, you know, one of the separators. We're just, you know, um, just showing up, whether you feel like it or not, because those are the days a lot of times that you don't want to be there. You don't feel it. You're not in the mood. You, it's hard to find a groove, but you do show up. And those are the days a lot of times that's a test. You know, that's when opportunity's waiting on us. Those are the days that we'll, we'll see success. Those are the days that uh, absolutely separate us, you know, whether it's working out, going to the gym, or just showing up on your job, you know, Um the days you don't feel it, just show up. That's the hard part, you know, because once you show up, a lot of times, whether you feel it or not, just by being there and having that routine, and that's the big thing you've heard that saying, the reward is in the routine. Well, the reward is in the routine, but so is the ruin. The ruin's in the routine. If you don't have a routine, something set, schedule, that you do day in and day out, and, and I'm not trying to make everything routine and monotonous, but, I mean, work is that way. It's just work. And you got to show up on the days you feel like it, the days you don't. And that's what will separate you. That's what will separate you from everybody else, uh, especially in, in the business we're in, financial services, because you have to be self-motivated. And uh, so that's, that's an excellent key. Whether you well, and it, and it goes back to that quote, successful people do every day what unsuccessful people only do mm -hmm. occasionally. So without – consistency you can be motivated and you see these people that's on seem like a roller coaster you know especially you people that are quote unquote and we've both talked about i kind of hate that word now but entrepreneurial you know it's like that darren hardy book the entrepreneur's roller coaster right. but people live on a roller coaster up and down day in and day out because what they're doing is they'll get motivated they listen to the newest podcast they read a book they meet a person that's inspirational and you know they'll get a like a shot in the arm and they get going, but where they lose it is they don't have any discipline because that's right. motivation, that's only going to last so long because you're not going to be motivated every day. What does last is discipline. And, you know, like the, the example you just used, somebody not showing up because they wasn't feeling it that day. Well, when you start off something new, especially, and you're not in a routine, you're not going to feel it every day. And you're not necessarily going to be good at it. Some people's, you know, got some natural born, talent and giftings when it comes to charisma and things that can help you sell but at the end of the day you know you've got all these folks that say well i'm you know they try it for two or three four weeks and because they don't have any earth-shattering results then they go find something else to do or give up altogether 
You know, and it's like I heard the other day, you got to be willing to be bad if you want to be a badass. And I don't mean I don't mean bad like, you know, Michael Jackson changed the word bad to where it was bad is actually good. I mean, bad like you suck. You got to willing to be suck. You know, Ziegler said you got to be willing to do something poorly until you learn to do it better. And that's where most people mess up. And again, it's just the basics, but it's about showing up each and every day, being willing to suck be horrible at it, deal with the pain, scuff your knees, and understand that through persistency and persistent consistency, you're going to get better and develop, and eventually what used to just kill you, you'll become surgical at. Well, and that's the thing, you know, and, and I heard somebody say it this way, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you can, you know, can learn. And you don't have to be the best. Everybody thinks you got to be the best at your craft in the industry. You know, not necessarily. You don't necessarily have to be the very best. And you're not going to be the very best when you start out. Um, but let me ask you this, because we've seen this. I know one thing that kind of turned, we turned a corner, especially with our final expense uh, division, um, is several years back, we, we really got a hold of goal setting, you know, um, I know it's something in my life I'd like to say I've always set big goals and had big dreams, but I haven't, you know. Uh, I was one of those people in life that was kind of limited. I had a lot of limited beliefs uh, just based on, you know, where I lived, the people around me, background, and different things like that. Um, but one thing that changed life for me, and then when I was able to, and I know you and I did this together, we, we actually instilled this in a lot of the agents that work for us uh, or work with us, and I've heard testimonies from these guys and girls that have said that setting goals actually change your life. Because here's the thing. You may not be excited when you show up. If you sell insurance or if you sell financial products, different things like we do, it may not be that exciting. Nobody really gets excited about, hey, I sell life insurance for a living. You know, it's kind of like when career day, uh, my dad's a fireman. Well, my dad sells insurance. Well, it's nobody wants to hear It's not sexy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's what we do, and we've made a very, very good um, living at it, and it's been a great career for us. And we do love aspects of it, and there's aspects kind of boring. But at the end of the day, what gets me excited are my goals and my dreams, the visions, the things that I want to achieve. Um, and and a lot of times what we do, you know, and, and I'll say this, I think most people in life focus on what they do for a living. Uh, I like to put it this way, they focus on the vehicle rather than the destination. And, you know, if we can keep the destination center focused and know what the destination is, and when I say destination, what are the goals, where do you want to, um, to be in life, and what are the things you want to achieve? If that can be your focus, the vehicle, you know, is, is, is a whole lot easier to deal with, and the showing up is a whole lot easier to deal with. You know, if you focus on the door you're going to have to knock or the call you're going to have to make or maybe this person's going to be ill when I call. I know they're going to be ill. I know they're pissed off because I heard the message they left me. And I really, you know, if you start focusing on that, it makes things harder. But if you focus on the destination that that vehicle's going to get you to, it makes things easier. And I and, and one of the separators that I've noticed in my life and, and as I read and study and a lot of the people that, that have been super successful and, and the people that I follow, goal setting is huge. You know, where they want to be, the things that they want to achieve. And I know you've done that in your life as well. Well, it's like that. And that, that's good on that vehicle thing. So it's like I shot a little video the other day and put up on social. But basically what I said in that is, is it's okay to do what you have to do until you're able to do what you're born to do. 
And that's one of the big things right there. Everybody, in other words, everybody's got the preconceived notion and the vision of, okay, this is what I want to do, and this is how I want it to look, and here's where I want to be. And so, you know, I was talking to a person the other day that said, you know, I want to I want to wear a suit and travel the world and speak to tons of people. And that's great. That's a phenomenal aspiration. But in order to be able to afford the suit, in order to be able to have people that desire and want to hear what you got to say, they got to see what you've built. And they got to know that there's substance and there's discipline and there's characteristics that's actually built something, you know, because everybody wants the end picture. That's right. Everybody wants to be a part, basically, of the end result, but we tend to not want to have anything to do with the process. And the process is where you find out who's worthy of being able to attain the end result. And so I think that probably 90% of people that struggle, in other words, they want, you know, if you've got 10 jobs on the table, they want the one that looks the most prestigious. And oftentimes it's the low road that leads the highest. It's getting out there every day, like you and I have done, rain, sleet, or snow. We ain't got no snow in South Georgia, but if we did, we'd be out there in <laughs> we it. We get it every once in a while. It shuts everything We'd be down. out there in it. But, I mean, if that at the end of the day, getting up every day and going out there and doing what you got to do, and eventually, and that's why you hear people, and I, and I truly believe that, if people would put the horse blinders on, pick something that's not the sexiest, that's not what they – had envisioned, but what's going to earn the most money that's going to put them in a financial position where they have the time freedom, they have the financial freedom, and just begin to work. I never imagined 10 years ago when me and you was just trying to survive a, a difficult situation, the kind of a restart in life, that we'd be at a place now where we're managing, you know, tons of people. We've introduced at this point, you know, hundreds at this point we've introduced into the financial services industry. You know, whether they took and ran with that or not is on them, but give them the opportunity to change their lives. And we've seen dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens at this point that have absolutely changed their life, went from thinking they had a thirty or forty thousand dollar year ceiling on their life to year one in our company making a hundred and forty, hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, whatever it may be, but really breaking through that six figure mark, becoming the top ten percent of earners in the US. And we never necessarily envision that, but it's it's proof. And what John and I have done is proof that if you'll just get out there and go to work every day, people notice that. You don't have to even in the beginning, you don't have to promote yourself because people's always watching you and they're watching your life. And about four or five years in in this business, John and I started getting calls of people saying, hey, how are you? You know, we know y'all went through a difficult time. Now, every time we turn around, you know, you're, Seems like you're buying nice things, you're driving nice, you're living nice, you're eating nice, you're in Barcelona one week, and you, you know, next month you're in Hawaii. I mean, how are you doing what you're doing? And the bottom line is it's hard work. It was getting out there doing what wasn't sexy, walking in to people's houses with a lead in our hand of somebody that had inquired about a financial product and going in and, and making a sale, making a transaction. And that's what we've done, and that's what got us here. And now we're sitting here today starting a podcast that we we know is going to be highly successful. It's going to uh, increase our ability to reach more and more people. And uh, it's it's amazing if you'll just go to work, you know, and what we tell even our people, like I said earlier about putting the blinders on, five years of hard-focused work will change the entire trajectory, the entire look. It will give an absolute facelift to your life. 
Well, it's like you said, it's the process. And I've heard, you know, we've said that over and over. If you'll just trust the process, it works. But, you know, you can't skip steps. You absolutely can't skip steps. Now, you may can go quicker from this step to this step by learning, learning from other people's mistakes, not having to make your own. But you cannot skip steps. It's like kind of like the old saying, nobody can do your push-ups for you. And we've seen this. I know, I mean, we've got frustrated so many times because everybody wants to go from, you know, point A to point Z, but they want to skip all these different, you know, steps. And, and at the end of the day, you, you're only going to get out of life what you're willing to put in. And if you're not willing to do the work, go through the steps, go through the process. It's kind of like this. Everybody wants to wear the suits, but nobody wants to wear the work boots. I mean, we got to wear the work boots. There's days you got to get up and you got to get out there. It's like you and I, you know, we used to see each other for two, you know, four or five days at a time because we were working. You were on this side of the county, uh, state. I was on the other side of the state. We talked back in two, but we were hustling. We were out there doing, busting our tail, doing the things that we need to do. And one thing that I feel like has made us so successful in, in this industry is everything that we ask of a financial professional, we've done. We've done it. We've knocked the doors. We've made the cold calls. Yeah. We've conserved the business, went out and saved the business when someone came out and replaced our business. We've called people back that were ill because, you know, this didn't happen just the way they thought it was. It wasn't fast enough or whatever. We've done that. We didn't skip the steps. And now we've had the success we've had, but we've worked through the process, you know, and with blinders on. That's the best way to say it, with blinders on, not being distracted. That's another separator that I've seen in so many successful people. When I say successful people, I don't just mean people I've read about, but the people you and I have trained. If we, if every person that we've hired in this business and trained in this business lasted in this business, we would, I mean, there, there's not a building big enough in this town to put them in. Um, but the things that have caused, that have separated, that have caused the ones to make it and to be successful, the ones that have made it, is these things just like this, the process. They trust the process. They focus on the process. Yeah, they set goals. They have aspirations. They have dreams. We, we're a big believer in writing those goals down. Don't just set them, write them down. I kind of come up with a little saying years ago that if you're going to really set goals for yourself, you got to, you got to write them down. Then you got to break them down. When I say break them down, what do I mean by that? You got to take these goals. If you got a, a goal that I want to increase or double my income in the next year, well, break that down. You got 12 months. How much money do you need to make every month over the next 12 months? You got 52 weeks. How much money do I have to make? How many sales does that um, does that equate to? How many calls will that equate to? How many people will you have to see? How many people will you have to present to? How many people will you have to buy? Knowing all of these numbers, having them written down, that's my part where I say break them down. If you can write them down and then break them down, the rest is just chasing them down. Mm -hmm. Chase those goals down, chase those streams down, and make them happen. But stay focused on that. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by noise. Don't get distracted by other industries. Because, listen, that's just vehicles. All those different things are just vehicles. The destination is, is the focus, and if we focus on the destination – all the rest will work out because here's the thing about goals and setting goals and focusing on the destination and not getting hung up on the vehicle, not getting hung up on how that vehicle's running this morning. Was it hard to start or whatever? Is it a car? Is it a train? Is it an airplane? It doesn't matter. It's just a vehicle. But when we focus on the destination, the hard days become easier. The, the impossible things become possible. And, um, 
the when we when we find ourselves in a slump, the destination will pull us out, and the destination almost become something that attracts us to it. It's kind of like the law of attraction. If we focus on that destination, that destination will attract us to it and make everything easier. And it's like the, you know, you can only, to go back to what you were saying about breaking it down. I mean, at the end of the day, success isn't rocket science. There's, there is no secret sauce. There is no magic pill and bullet that's just going to, and that's what a lot of people's waiting on. They're waiting on their circumstances and every, all the cherries to line up and everything to be just right. But you'll, you'll only be able to measure what you manage. Without management, you not, there's, there will be nothing to measure. And if you're not measuring what's going on in your life, there won't be nothing to manage. And so the problem is, though, you've got people living life walking around like zombies that they're not intentional. If people would just be intentional about their life and manage their life and actually take account. But, you know, uh, again, another Zig Ziglar thing. But, I mean, you got all these people that are that are wandering generalities walking around like zombies when they could be meaningful specifics. And it's not hard. If you take just a portion of the time that people spend in today's society on social, keeping up with what everybody else is doing, you know, making sure they catch the latest show that they're into at night, if people could just sit down with a notepad, legal pad, and shave out 10 minutes of their life a day to make sure that they're keeping up with their goals and they're tracking their progress. But it's like a study. You know, I've read several studies, and they're all close between 4 and 5%. But approximately four to five percent of the world of the wealth in the world, excuse me, a hundred percent of the wealth in the world is controlled by approximately four to five percent of the population. That's right. I've seen some studies about that say four, some that say five, all by major universities and and, and poll groups. But when you look at those numbers, there's also studies that I've always found very interestingly that correlate with that, and that is that they say approximately only 5% of the population even writes and journals and tracks and is intentional about tracking their life. So, I mean, those That's two right. numbers are not, it's not a fluke. There's a reason that correlates. And the other 95% of the population work for that 5%. And, um, and you know, I read a study, uh, I think Brian Tracy wrote a book uh, several years ago that I read that basically, basically said that uh, 3%, he actually said 3%, um, of the people, three percent of the population actually have written goals that they've written down. But those three percent, on average, will eventually make ten times as much money um, as the ones that do not write goals down. So, as talking about separators, as talking about the separation nation, there's the the biggest separator that, that I've seen. Um, if you want to separate yourself from the pack, if you want to be in the top three to five percent financially. The number one step, write your goals down, have goals. 80% of the population has no idea what they want out of life. They're just going from vehicle to vehicle with no destination in mind. That's why they hop from job to job to job, career to career to career. How many people do you know that's had four different careers? You know, this this yeah. month they're going to do this. This year they're going to do this. And they can't seem steady because they're focusing on the vehicle. They go from, from this vehicle to the next vehicle with absolutely no destination. I mean, it's, it's a absurd 
none of us would get in our vehicle, get in our car, and just say, hey, we're going to drive until we reach a destination. You know, nobody does that. You know, we gas our car up. If we're going to the beach, we go to the beach. If we're going to the mountains, we'll go to the mountains. If I want to go to Chicago, I'm going to go to Chicago. But I'm not going to get in my car and say, hey, I'm just going to drive until I get where I'm going. How would you dress for that? You know, you don't know where you're going. What's the weather going to be like when I get there? I don't know. Are you going to show up in a pair of shorts to Alaska? No, we're not going to do that because we're going to have a destination in mind before we ever even get in the vehicle. And um, as like you said, um, writing those goals down, they become real. You put energy behind them, and it's something that you can track. You know, it's, you know, getting back to that, shaving, you know, 10 minutes out of your day, you'd be surprised. Most of us get up in the morning, the first thing we do is look at our phones, look at social media. Well, social media is a tool. That's something that we've been blessed with to be a tool in our life. It's not something that should make you a tool. It's, it's something that, that we use um, and not be consumed by. But, but, but where's the areas we can shave our life by, you know? Everybody loves Raymond. Who needs Raymond? We don't need that, you know? Cut your TV out. Cut, um, you know, why do you, what's the old saying? Why do you never see a Lamborghini commercial on TV? Because people that drive them don't watch TV. They're you know? reading books. They're reading books. And so, and the reason we read books is because we need those tools to get us to that na- destination, you know, that we're headed to. And I think one thing that's real big, too, that we do, and I think this is neat because you and I had that discussion the other night, because we both drink wine. We like wine, uh, like nice things. Um, but you said you had a, a a bottle of wine that we were going to drink when we hit a certain goal. Right. You know, th- that's powerful to do to do things like that, to say this is earmarked for when we reach this certain level. Because, again, talking about the law of attraction, I know that's something that's been talked about a lot over the years, but it works. You know, that there's no doubt in, in, in my mind, there's no doubt in your mind that we'll have that bottle of wine. Yeah. Well, know? it's the little things. I mean, you got to. So every every day when I walk in my cellar closet, you know, that bottle is not up at the top. It takes me a ladder to get to. I literally have it sitting eye level in the rack where I have to see it, and I know what it is. And I can't go in there and grab a nice bottle. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to drink some nice bottles. You know, Brandy knows my wife's sitting right here in the in the studio in the room with us, but. I mean, I'm going to celebrate some things along the way, but I'm always going to have some things yet to celebrate, and I'm going to have the goals. And it's amazing if we'll, if you'll begin to attach things in your life, daily things, to those goals where you can't help but avoid them. You have to see them. It's in your face. It's continual. Then it's going to keep you that. Those are things, too, that steady you on the path to success. They're like, they're like channel markers if you're going through a channel in a bay. You know, and if you if you vacation in Florida at all, most time you're on an island in Florida, and you know there's always a bay between you and the mainland, and there's channels. It's green on on one side and red on the other, and those markers help keep you from wandering off outside of that channel and ended up in shallows and on rocks and all kind of things that'll hurt the boat, the vehicle you're in, and eventually or, or potentially could hurt you. So having those markers and having things that help keep you guided, in other words, it's just something that simple. There's very few places in my house I can go to that I don't have a reminder. There's a piece of art on the wall that I know that, you know, there's another piece of art by that same artist that I want and I want to have in my new house. I can't get on my computer without looking at right there in my face. There's a picture and a link of the of the house I'm going to build. So having not just 
goals that are professional, but having personal goals that you're able to look out and see, hey, this is going to manifest if I reach these goals in my business life. And that keeps you from jumping ship, looking for greener grass. You know, I say all the time, you know, a lot of times the greener grass on the side of the fence is because there's a septic tank over there and people are jumping in to shitty situations in life if we're just going to be honest about it. And they don't even realize it. And so having those markers, keeping yourself guided, keeps you in your niche. Like we like to say, get rich in a niche. One thing I've always said is you pick a horse and you ride it. Ride the hell out of it. You pick a horse and you ride it and you're focused. And when you have loyalty and you stay on that thing, then you're going to get where you need to go. But we see it even in our industry. You don't have to jump industries. We see people get in our industry that jump organizations left and right, chasing every little old carrot that's thrown out in front of them. More money here, there, better support here. And And while there might be significant situations, most of that transplant, even in our industry, we see is from people that do not have clear guidelines, don't trust the process, don't trust people, and they're always looking for the latest, greatest thing. And you and I both know those people normally have about a five-year tenure, if that, and they blow themselves up, yeah, you know, right. and they're back working in a factory somewhere. Yeah, because everybody's looking for an easier way. And, and, and I've seen it over and over. There's certain people you can put in any situation, no matter how bad that situation is, and they're going to succeed. Then you, there's also people that you can put in any good situation, no matter how good you make it for them, and they're not going to succeed. It's just, you know, it's, it's getting back to separators. It's, it's just some people, they're going to figure out a way to make it, and other people are just going to blame it on the vehicle. They're going to go here to there. Like you said, organization, we've seen it. We've got people that have left our organization to go to, to one of our competitors. And, you know, recently we had a guy didn't make it two weeks with one of our competitors. Been here, been with us almost a year, made it about two weeks. And, uh, and you know, it, it's, it's still work. You still got to go through the process no matter where you do it or for who you do it for. You got to go through the process. You cannot skip the process. You got to do the work. Well, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than having to tolerate things in life if you're tolerating you're not separating and if you separate yourself from mediocrity from the pack you'll never have to tolerate what the rest of them have to tolerate and it's the it's the be to do to have if you're willing to be the person that you need to be that enables you to do what you need to do then you'll be able to have what others won't have it's the it's the pay the price today so you can pay any price tomorrow but so many people it's such a short it's such a short work time it's such a short period of having to plant i mean if you could go somebody told you right now today you could go out and here's a tool here's an industry you can get involved in and if you'll just work it like the real job you're having to work right now five or six days a week and you'll be diligent and you'll be teachable and you'll listen to people that are where you want to be and you'll go do this for five years and you can be making a quarter of a million, three hundred fifty thousand, maybe even five hundred thousand dollars a year, changing your whole life, have residual income, building something for yourself. Well, I mean, if I told most people they only had to do something for five years to be able to make that kind of money, yeah, they'd want to do it. But it's the process again. They got a whole generation of people that don't want the process; they want the microwave deal, and it just absolutely does not work that way. So you have to separate yourself. Otherwise, you tolerate a life that that 
nobody ultimately wants to be stuck in and live. And that's, you know, you made that point about the five years. And, and you and I, when I, when I say this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But we got a manager here that on the exact, almost to the month, on the five-year mark, had been in this business. He wanted to come out of the gate. Uh, when I say come out of the gate, he, he started his career in, in our business probably as good as anybody that we've ever seen. And, um, you know, made more money than, than we would have never expected him to do so well, would have never expected anyone to do so well so quickly. Um, and did that for several years, followed the process, did everything he needed to do. And then when to get to that next level, to begin to, to recruit his own team and to manage his own team and build his own team, it took him a little while. You know, you go through, you know, this person, that person. And, and on the five-year mark, it seemed like when, when he had came to you and me and both said, you know, I'm just going to go out, I'm going to sell insurance, I'm going to do what I know how to do, and I'm going to quit trying to build a team because it's, it's just been frustrating, it's just been hard. And then all of a sudden at that yeah. five-year mark, it he went from one to, to zero to one to zero to one to zero. Right. Then he had two, and he went back down to zero agents. But on that five-year march, kind of like the story of the bamboo tree, mm -hmm. you know, it just – he and I mean, you can tell that yeah. story better than I can. But yeah, I mean, well, that, I actually – I remember the night that I sat down, he'd actually come over uh, to my house. We were – it was fall or winter. I can't remember at this point. But anyway, I've got an outdoor living area we were sitting at, and fire roaring, having a little wine, just chilling. And, you know, he was expressing some frustration. But I remember the night I told him that story, and it was about four and a half years in. And I just said, listen, you ever heard the story of the Chinese bamboo tree? He said, no. And I said, well, the long and short of it is, I said, if you plant, and anybody can Google this and look it up, but if you plant that particular type of tree, Chinese bamboo tree, you're not going to see nothing out of that thing. You plant it, you water it, you fertilize it, you have to be consistent with what you're doing and caring for it, but you're not seeing nothing, literally nothing, not a bulb, not a sprout, nothing. And you, for five years is what it takes for you to see anything. But in the fifth year, if you don't, and here's the key, if you don't quit watering and fertilizing, you can't see nothing. I mean, it takes a lot of discipline to walk out of your backyard every day and remember to yeah. go and care for something that has no fruit, no manifestation, no it's it's freaking dirt. But you have to walk out every day and tend to something and have the discipline to do it for five years, seeing nothing out of it. You're not getting no benefit. You're not getting no beauty. You're not getting nothing but dirt. You're eating dirt. You're looking at dirt. But in the fifth year, if you don't quit taking care of that thing, in a matter of weeks, it's about six weeks, the thing grows 80 feet. Yeah. 80 feet and that's where people miss the whole freaking boat you know it's like i was listening to a podcast the other day about another business guy and he makes more now in one month than he made combined in the entire first 10 years in his business and it's the compound effect and that's what people don't understand and when i start feeling down or i feel like i'm not where i'm supposed to be and i know you have days like that no, and do. and and you're just like man when's it ever i mean you know, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this aggravation. I've been doing this 10 years now. I shouldn't be having to deal with this problem or that problem or, or even a tight financial week. You know, what in the world? This shouldn't be the case. What I have to remind myself is, is of the compound effect and the fact that it is impossible to take massive action day in and day out. It's like compounding the spring. It's impossible to do that each and every day and it not eventually reap, reap a harvest in your life. And that's what people forget is you can bust ass for 10 years. 
and feel like you're not making nothing. And then in 10 weeks, because of multiplication and the power of multiplication, the power of the fact that you've sowed and sowed and sowed all them years and you never quit and you never gave up, I promise you, it will get, in other words, then it gets to the point that you're making in weeks what it used to take right. you years to make, and it is inevitable. Anybody, anywhere, any influencer in the world, anywhere that you want to listen to, their podcast, read their book, one thing that's universal they're all going to tell you is that, is that it's a process, it's long, it's hard, but if you don't quit and you don't give up and you don't blow up relationships and you stay loyal and you stay teachable and you keep some humility in your life, and you keep your nose to the grindstone, eventually, all of a sudden, it's not an overnight success, but it is an overnight blow up. Yeah. Well, we've seen that particularly. Um, if we go back and look at our Christmas party pictures, you know, we had at least one, maybe two Christmas parties, I know, on your back porch with two or three guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember the entire budget one time. You come to, to my desk at the office and said, uh, you get the alcohol and I'll get the food or something like that. Right. We Our entire budget was, you know, 400 bucks. And that was, you know, for drinks and, and a little bit of food that we had catered on your back porch. We did that a couple of years. And then we had, you know, if you look at pictures from the first time we went to a restaurant, you know, it grew a little bit. and But it, it, it took a while. And then all of a sudden, I remember somebody, I don't know if it was you or Brandy or Johanna, whoever, somebody replaced uh the Christmas party we had the year before last with the pictures from last year, and it was like double the people. Right. Uh, might have even been triple the yeah, people. It's a production it, now. It, it, it's, it, and now, you know, we've got a budget for, for decorations. We've got a budget for food, budget for DJ, different things like that. And we're even getting sponsored now. We've got companies helping to pay for all of that. But it's, you know, I think, I, I don't remember who said it, but I heard somebody say one time that most people, over or excuse me underestimate excuse me most people overestimate what you can accomplish in one year but extremely underestimate what you can accomplish in a decade and and we all think that we should be further along we all think we're going to get there quicker um than we get there you know especially in sales especially in commission sales where you're selling real estate selling insurance selling mutual funds whatever it is you're selling we all think we're going to get there quicker, and then we look back one year and we think, ah, it's taking a little longer than I think. But if you'll hold on and you'll keep working, you'll keep uh, striving, you will be shocked at how far you can get in five years or how far you can get in 10 years. And a lot of it's just lasting. If we can just hang in there and just last, um, you know, I think about when I first got into this industry, like you said, almost 20 years ago. I think about the guys, and I still keep up. Social media is great from the aspect that you can keep up with people that you've known for years or people you wonder, well, I wonder what happened to this guy. I wonder what happened to this person. You can find them. It's not hard to find. A lot of times Facebook will find them for you with people you may know. Yeah. And um, and I look back, and, and I remember being in orientation um, with four or five uh, guys that I got to know, and I look back, and I think, hey, of all those guys in that orientation that I knew from almost 20 years ago, there's me and one other guy still doing this. He's successful just like I'm successful, just like you're successful. But a lot of it was just lasting, just hanging in there. And the things that were so hard to begin with, the things that were so scary to begin with, now they're second nature because you've done it so many times and you've hanging in there. And, and 
and it's almost like the universe is pulling for you at that point when you just hang in there and you just keep it's kind of like um the the football coach says just keep chopping you know kirby smart keep chopping and I think uh, the governor kind of stole that for his campaign, yeah. uh, Brian Kemp. Just keep chopping. Well, it's not your ability to, to run fast that gets you to success. It's your ability to run far. And that's what I've said a lot of times is fast is fun, but fast don't last. Right. And you can't tell people that when they're hung on that mode. But what gets you there is simply your ability to outlast, not be fast, but to outlast everybody mm-hmm. that's trying to run fast. Because at the end of the day, this friggin' thing hitting a, hitting a marathon. I mean, hitting a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. And so that's what people don't realize. And you just got to have the stick to and the ability to understand good days, bad days. This is what I'm going to do. There is no plan B. You know, so many people have unsuccessful marriages because they always got a suitcase packed. And, and at the end of the day, you just got to make a decision. I'm not going to have a suitcase about my career. I'm not going to have a suitcase with my marriage. I'm not gonna have a suitcase. I'm going. I'm not gonna have this plan B, this this escape kit where I can reach under my bed and pull it out and run a whole other direction. Because at the end of the day, a double-minded person's unstable in all their ways. And if you're double-minded about anything, you're gonna have a lot of nothing. And one thing too, the hard times. You know, being able to stick through the hard times. I was talking to a, um, a real estate agent. You, if I may, if I said his name, you'd know him good. Actually. Um, uh, probably know him better than I do at this point, but um, I, you know, I'm basically talking about the the real estate market and how things are going. Um, you know, seems like house sales are still up and everything's going good. And and he made a statement to me. He said, "Yeah, we like it when things are going good, but we also like it when the hard times come because we know we can last through the hard times." And it's kind of like that saying that all, that a rising tide raises all ships, but a uh, but but a low tide reveals the stumps. Mm-hmm. And um, and so getting through those hard times when when you, a lot of times you, you don't have to beat your competition. You just got to outlast them. Um, you just got to be tougher. You just got to have more tenacity. Um, and so I think that, that's a key. Uh, the times you want to quit, just hanging in there, just sticking with it no matter what. And uh, and I know you and I would talk about having hard times. You know, we didn't have a choice, you know. Um, we don't, you know, we hear people complain about why, what makes this job or this career tougher. A lot of times people say, well, the leads aren't good. Uh, or, you know, I don't like driving two hours. Well, listen, if you're hungry, and when I say hungry, I don't mean physically, but if you if you have a desire to succeed at all costs, and you're not going to bitch about the driving, you're not going to worry about the leads, you're going to get out there and you're going to make it happen with any situation you're in, um, you, you're going to make it work. And and you're not going to complain, and and even if you do complain, you don't complain very long, and you, and you figure out how to make it work, and so I think that's a you know a, a good place to kind of wind it up, and 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 when we look at these you know separators, and we'll continue you know uh, with several other podcasts, and I, I for everybody listening, it's our first one, you know, episode number one, so we want you to subscribe. There'll be many more to come, and we're going to continue to talk about these things that we've seen. And it's not made up, you know. You're not listening to two guys that that are taking a picture beside a borrowed car and putting it out there and telling you you can have this if you do what we do. Um, but we're people that's actually done it, you know, actually got out there, worked it, uh, made it happen, beat the street, shook the bushes, did the things that we've had to do to be successful. And now we're able to show other things, uh, other people, the things that we've done that's got us to where we are. So. And we're going to have a lot of great content coming, guys. We're excited about it. 
again, this is kind of the infant stages, but we'd we'd even planned on on starting this in January, and I I called John last week or week before when we talked, and I said, man, I said we're we just got to go ahead and get started. I, and I just know it's time. Felt like my chest was going to explode if we didn't start getting getting the message of of what we believe is is pertinent to success and and just at, at the end of the day to encourage people if we didn't hurt and get it out there. So listen, if you if you've taken any value from this today at all, if you've enjoyed it at all, please share it with a friend. Share it on social, whatever avenues it's going to be everywhere. You know, feel free to visit our our websites, which will be attached to the the YouTube channel when you're watching the actual footage there. And, and just help us get the message out. And uh, don't cost you anything other than we'd love for you to share this, subscribe to the channel, and, uh, and let's all make a difference. And let's help people begin to separate themselves from mediocrity and move in to the destiny that's on their life. Because all of us want to be doing have more. Right. Just some people just don't know how to get there. We want to help you understand how to get there. And it's not near as complicated as you think. It's just 